0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. All right, so it's a merry Christmas for you. Is it a ho hum Happy New Year as well? No, it's a great New Year. Oh, you like New Years? Love New Year. Well, not not actually the
1: day, and I don't believe in the fucking bullshit resolutions. Um, <laughs> it's really more about uh, the Hawks winning was was yeah, what my I- happy you know moment of you know this year or turning the page right you know we're undefeated yeah, yeah. this year
0: yeah yeah <laughs> in 2022 yeah but before we get to that though you so no resolutions for you uh is there any sort of like turning over of a new leaf or any sort of like okay this year I'm going to you know or or like just like a man I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to just reset a little bit maybe or something like that. You don't go through any of those thoughts at all.
1: I mean, not really. I think that's a, that's a constant wow. for for me. Um, trying to do be better. You're able to do
0: that.
1: Well, no, not that I'm able to. I'm trying to, right? You know, I think yeah. any, anybody's full of shit if they're saying, "Oh, yeah, I, this is what I do. It's this is me." You know, it's easy. <laughs> fuck, fuck no, it's not easy.
0: But it's a constant effort, is what it, you're saying
1: every day. You know, to to try to better yourself in any way, whether it's you know a uh, family uh, business. Um, sure. Our podcast partner. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, there's always, but that's not something that should start on the first day of the new year. Like, right. right. there. That's, because that's, I never believed in that. It's just.
0: I don't know, man. I, I, I hear you and I try to do the same thing, you know, obviously constant work and improvement, and, you know, listening to yourself and being aware and all of that. But I do fall victim to the turning over of pages, even with just like weeks. I'll go like ah, diet starts on Monday, you know, (laughs) like that kind of thing. Like I'll wait until or like the morning. It's like, well, today's the day that I start doing this, but I'll wait till tomorrow. You know, I'm I'm a procrastinator. So the new year is like, okay, new year, a little bit of a new me, even though I do try most of the time. Well.
1: But you, if I'm not wrong, you do do something every year, right? You accept, like, a year-long challenge.
0: I try. So, I try.
1: Well, I mean, didn't what it was last year, like, no, one of it was no soda for a full year, No right?
0: soda for a full year. I made it on that one. I made it on vegetarian for a year. That's last insane. Last year, I didn't pick anything because it was 2021. We're still in the throes of this thing. I was like, forget it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, so I guess, you know, you could say yours, well, how did those, you know, before we start the show and everything, how did those like affect? like not just your year, but did you keep it going forward or were you able to bring it back in moderation?
0: No, I just did it for the year. Felt good about that. And then thought I would move on to another one, but then this whole pandemic in 2021 and then not giving an F rolled around for last year. Mm -hmm. And and that's why this year, my resolution is to mail it in. So send it. (laughs) Just send it. <laughs> My resolution this year, it goes, it flies in the face of all resolutions, which is I'm just going to be mediocre. No more shooting for the top for me. It's too exhausting. I'm going to shoot for the middle and be fine with that. I mean, there's a TV show called The Middle. People like The Middle. The middle is comfortable. Mountain all in the middle. Trying for, <laughs> for, the, for the top of the mountain is too much work. So this year, I'm mailing it in, Lofa. Mediocre. No, I won't be able to do that. Anyway, whatever. Let's start the show. Start the show. I'm shooting for the stars as always. Let's do it. Hit the theme song. Let's get this crowd going. Now, come on. Get him up. Get him up. Get him up. On, on three. One, two, three. Four. Oh. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks.
1: I'm just about that action, boss. He takes
0: the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's
1: intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy oh, catch. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my ah. That's no ah, my player. Trouble play it. Thunder. All one. Ready? Three. Russell looking the heart. Russell scrambling the heart. Pump faking the heart. Still looking. Now he spins out. We got a five, baby. got 40 Down the far
0: sideline. He's still moving. He's going to go. Yes. 20-10. They do it again. Touchdown. podcast on the Believe Football Network, brought to you by Simply Seattle. Lofa's rocking a Simply Seattle hat right there, a Supersonics hat. Simply Seattle is the world's largest Seattle Supersonics store on the planet Earth. Uh, so go to simplyseattle.com, get all of your Sonics gear over there, whatever you need. Simply Seattle is the best. I'm Brett Davern, he's Seahawk Lofa Tatupuan Lova, my real resolution this year is to stop snacking after dinner. I need to knock it off with this. Like, wh- I need to remember the times when I was too poor to snack after dinner because I was in a lot better shape.
1: <laughs> I'm t- hey, it's it's more of what you don't do. I mean, you can go to the fucking gym and kill yourself two or three uh-huh. times a day. You know, people pulling double days. Right. You cannot outwork a shitty diet. That's the truth. <laughs> Especially at our age. I'm just telling you, partner. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: Oh, I hear you.
1: You can snack. Just stop eating the chips and the ice oh. cream and like the unhealthy stuff. I mean, right. Right. you know, you could have vegetables. I know it doesn't sound amazing, but it will actually fill you up.
0: Oh, like, no, the, the salty and crunchy around like 9, 930, 915, watching my programs. You yeah, know, but
1: you know what happens? Then that turns your sleep into shit. And now <laughs> and now you're playing from behind the next day.
0: Well, oh that's God. why this year, though twenty twenty two, it's the year of no snacking after dinner. So, we'll oh, how you, it goes! You are
1: going to see a big improvement. I am right. telling you.
0: It's only been four days, but it's and you t- look
1: you look way better.
0: Thanks, dude. <laughs> on your face episode, has
1: gotten so skinny that your hair looks long.
0: <laughs> on today's episode of the Seahawks podcast, everybody, the Seahawks have t- also turned over a new leaf. They hung fifty one. Did someone say fifty one?
1: They call that the loaf tea burger.
0: <laughs> they hung a loafa on the Detroit Lions, everybody, and they look great doing it, so we'll get into all that. And then, of course, um, you know, can't, people can't stop talking about all the rumors and what's going to happen in the offseason, so big show for us today. Uh, before we get into all of it, let's talk about another one of our sponsors, BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. If you guys are making bets out there and uh, you don't feel like, you know, getting out of bed, or you're getting on a plane, or going to Vegas, or going to a a, a sports book in the flesh, go to betonline.ag. Use our promo code.
1: Believe50, five zero.
0: That's right. 50% welcome bonus. They got a brand new dashboard, super easy to navigate and use. You can bet on anything from the world of sports. They also have a casino uh, with table games and normal casinos type stuff. So whatever you're into, it's betonline.ag, everybody. Lofa. They crushed him. Oh, just an absolute (laughs) pepperin'. I mean, where
1: do you want to start out On the woodshed. Showed him who's boss. Yeah, there's so much good to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, no Jared Goff, so we didn't get to play against Jared. Thank God. We played against Tim Boyle, and it was a rough day for Timmy. But... The Seahawks took care of business. They did what they had to do. They put up 51 points. Um, a lot of good happens when they finally do what we and a lot of Seahawks fans have been asking for all year, which is run the damn ball and throw it to one of the biggest receivers in the league. I mean, it seems like a recipe for success. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, it goes hand in hand. I mean, the fact that we were so dominant on the ground, you know, shout out at O-line. You know, there was several times shot painting and they touched. Now, I know they're making a lot of like, oh, sign him to a max contract we'll get to that. we'll talk about that in the off season but right. um you know average seven again but you know 25 carries that's what i'm talking about and i'm talking 25 just out of him alone um i think it was another 12 or 15 yeah we, we, up to 40 carries wow that is who we are yeah. and when we play our best ball right and because of that because we were so effective now you see russell not having to shoulder the whole you know the whole the game and the blame if yeah. we don't win you know yeah. i mean that's how you put up haven't done 51 since uh he was a rookie mm-hmm. and so i think it's fitting that we did do it on what wow. could potentially be his last game right I yeah mean, he was well and
0: 20, that, well, yeah and that's that's yeah. the whole question that, that we gotta get into that but yeah i i mean dude like for a guy who wants the legacy he wants the hall of fame he wants the numbers it's to let russ cook and all of that Like you just said, they ran the ball forty times, but he still ends up with four touchdown passes. So, like,
1: four in any other game, maybe one. I don't know. Exactly.
0: It's not. It's not going to take away from what he does. This is the recipe, and I, I mean, especially with a receiver like DK Metcalf, who just had a game decan Zacarious Metcalf uh, you get in this house right now young man you, yeah. you can't play with those boys anymore you're too <laughs> you're too dominant you're too strong <laughs> the mercy rule for this guy in that game three touchdowns for the big guy only mm-hmm. like 60 something yards I think on six catches but uh, uh three touchdowns the one of them was a layup and then the other ones I mean Russell put the ball right where he had to have it it, it looked like he was finally throwing some balls that could have gone either way, and of course DK was coming down with
1: him. Yeah, the fifty-fifty ball you speak of, but yeah, <laughs> six six catches, half them for touchdowns. You you like that sort of thing? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, great game by him, but really great game by Russ. You know, efficient, used his legs, which we haven't seen him do all year. I mean, it's just it was. This was vintage Russ and Pete, and I said this on a couple of interviews because, you know, you saw the enthusiasm. You actually saw there was a little more energy than usual on that sideline. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I say it's vintage, you know, Russ and Pete because I hope both of these guys realize how much they need each other. You know, this is not, you know, I, I think a lot of times, especially with quarterbacks and coaches, I mean, you look at it over in New England, there's been that that kind of – power struggle or you know who who made this team right and it's they both did you know i mean yeah it'll be a debate for all the sports writers and the fans for forever but both of these guys along with john schneider built this empire and you know it was fitting to see just a dominant performance like we know and i hope it just conjures up memories between the two is what i'm saying so
0: just hey yeah, well, Pete well, said right after the game that uh, we clearly have all the tools and, you know, I don't know the exact words I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like we clearly have all the pieces in place and we prove that today. Um, so... It sounds like Pete is saying, like, I well, don't want to change anything. Let's just keep doing what we're doing.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot but of people are gonna look do at, it. <laughs> yeah, a lot <laughs> yeah. of people are going to look at it and they're going to say, oh, well, it's a two and thirteen team, you know, Lions team. Right. It's a Lions team. that's playing playing everybody tough. beat Beat mm-hmm. the Cardinals, you know, who were at the top of our division. You know, beat them handily. So, it's uh, still an NFL team, and um, just yeah, I was impressed. The thirty one to seven and a half you know it was not a game and i mean they got within two scores because of you know a, a drive and an onside but we won the turnover battle we were f- over 50 percent on third down these are all things that you were accustomed to doing and it was just good to see it all come together you know finally uh in, in one game
0: oh yeah i mean defensively to me it looked like a throwback game to like a legion of boom type game with the turnovers and how they were getting them yeah. and sort of the opportune bounces of the ball the the one that dj reed had where he came off of his guy to float over and i mean mm-hmm. you can kind of break that down for us but just me as a fan i saw him kind of like break the the kind of coverage he was on and then kind of float over and pick that ball off and that that looked like richard sherman days or something to me didn't it yeah Ooh, well, i mean yeah, that was a great play by him
1: Well, just like you're saying like the legion of boom or, or sherm you know you would have like a corner route or or a go route and then, you know, someone's running a seven underneath it, and he'll just run down and jump it. And, you know, if, when you're smart, and Reed is, he's a very, you know, um, cerebral player, he, he's he's smart. He knows how to play this game. He's instinctual, and that's what he does. So um, he, he, you let them take chances like that, especially when the game's, you know, out of hand as it is. But, yeah, it was uh, was hoping Ugo was going to score on his, and that <laughs> ball
0: came flying out. No, Heading on to it, a little ball security. <laughs> from the almost, Oregon
1: Duck. almost the turnover and then back to a turnover but uh <laughs> yeah it was awesome man uh only thing i mean you know it goes without saying that first play of the game watching my guy bobby wagner i mean you know my heart just sank and yeah um, finding out that it's not there's no structural damage' uh it's, it's a knee sprain of the mcl and pcl was was great news but you know it's that's how, how terrible this season's been going yeah that that we were gonna get to witness history by Bobby. I mean, he already every game he's breaking his own record for franchise, but he was set to break Ray Lewis's all time record. And um and now we don't get to see it. It's just like that's that's the kind of season it's been, man. It's been yeah. just heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, that was a bummer for sure. It also ruined my segue into light box, but I'll try. Because I'm a pro, man. So uh light box is better Here's, take us to the light than your goat middle linebacker going down during the game, you know what would make you feel better? Buying some diamonds, some bling bling. Maybe send it to Bobby. Who knows? 800 bucks a carrot, everybody. (laughs) Light box, lab-grown diamonds. Uh, Same chemical makeup as, you know, diamonds, but they're grown in a lab and so they have a less of a carbon footprint they're better for everybody they cost less they're clearer brighter they've cracked the science of sparkle guys lightboxjewelry.com no promo code <laughs> um yeah man well let me ask you uh and uh, this sounds maybe like a real like sports radio style question but i think I, I i i there's something about energy there's something about juice and the mood of the team do you think there was something to there's not much to play for other than your own pride and your own professionalism and things like that. And maybe the pressure's off a little bit because Russ is usually good when there's not a lot of pressure and there really wasn't in that game is the Detroit lions. They're not going to the playoffs. Might as well just kind of, you know, let it fly. And it looked like that's kind of what they were doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, For the most part, Russ has always been very consistent, you know. He's always been solid if nothing. Like even like in his worst games, it's still a solid performance. Right. You the one game that he had a really bad game, the NFC championship back in 14, where he threw five four picks, you know, like almost single-handedly lost that game and come back and throw a fifty yard strike to win the game. So it's like you can't even really fault him on that because
0: well, for me though, like sometimes with him. I don't know, maybe you disagree, but, like, sometimes for me, in the beginning of seasons and stuff, when, like, things are just getting going, he'll throw more of those 50-50 balls, or he'll take more chances. And then as yeah. the season gets a little more pressure, he tightens up a bit, maybe takes more sacks. That's how I see it. And in yeah. this game, I well, saw him – he he looked like game one Russell Wilson of a season where he's just not kind of ducking it.
1: No, he looked like a guy that could do whatever he wanted because yeah. he had a run game supporting him. And, I mean, I think if you look back over his career – I mean, when you have Marshawn Lynch, that play action works. Even if Marshawn's not having a 100-plus hundred, hundred yard gay, day, it's they're continually handing him the ball. I mean, they're continually yeah. showing it. And it's like, okay, if he gets that ball, we're in trouble. Like, that's what the defense's mind is, is is at. And so, you know, it doesn't always work when you're not committed to the run. And in the last few years, especially when Carson goes down, and even when Carson's in the Minnesota game, he averaged eight yards a half, and you got one carry in the second half so it's like when you're not committed to it then it just they just sit back they just sit on routes there's nowhere to go with the ball like and, and then that's when the sacks happened and uh but I, we were moving the pocket we were doing play action where off of those counters and powers it was a rollout or a half roll and now a hungry defensive line or even the fast defensive ends they slow down to process oh if this is a run I have to wrong shoulder that and get underneath the puller and these little tiny details make a big difference in actual time that Russell has in the pocket and then um now with all that middle coverage brought up by the play action you know it's good luck one-on-one with DK good luck one-on-one with Tyler Lockett it's not gonna happen man you're in trouble and so these are the things that we've gotten away from, and this is the stuff that I don't know why it took to week sixteen for you know the uh, you know Shane Waldron and the offense to uh, just call this. But when you actually call the run, this is what happens.
0: Well, now we have to speculate though, because why was this in the game where they finally ran it forty times and threw the ball to DK? I mean. You know I you know, let's speculate, yeah, because is, it, is it Pete putting his foot down, is it? I don't know, but in my mind, I
1: would have went the other way because I don't want Richard Penny leaving a free agency with <laughs> with with a thousand yards in the last five games, right. you know it's like, oh, thanks for the thousand yard year, yeah,, uh, in the last five games, and now he's gone, so that's I don't know why they're you know actually going to this, but um, I think I think you know what, it could be like a last ditch effort for Pete to say, hey, Russ, look, this is who you are when you have a run game. Mm-hmm. And this is who you are when you're just dropping back 40 times by yourself. And you know, he's still solid, but he he he's not Russell Wilson that we know. He's not the Super Bowl champion that we know and seen because it's just it's too much, man. I think yeah. only only Aaron Rodgers. Can go without a consistent run game, and do we even know that? Because he hasn't. He's had Jamal Williams, he's had Aaron Jones, he's had um, AJ Dillon. Now, yeah, but and that <laughs> offensive line doesn't get enough credit either.
0: Yeah, and even when he didn't have a run game, to your point, like he was still able to to do some things. But, but um, that's but, the thing. He just gets get rid of like the football, ball. Well, but they didn't win the Super Bowl or anything like that. No, so you no. need a run game. It's clear in the NFL. I mean, everybody says it. Well, all the, all the analysts, all the ex-players, you, everyone we talk to, running well, a, I don't wanna, run a did game, running a game.
1: Did you watch that game last night at all?
0: Yeah, yeah, I okay. watched the whole thing almost.
1: Okay, it's a two-score game, 19-7, to 7, right? And they're still throwing the ball in the second half when Baker's already got two interceptions, or he's already got an interception. He's had 10 straight incompletions. Mm-hmm. It's like, why – why does Nick Chubb only have 12 carries for the game? I know. A pro bowl, all pro running back only has 12 opportunities in the game. It's like, you know, I don't blame Baker. I blame, you know, I mean, he didn't play well. He He's had a rough 2021 20, because uh, of the shoulder. But, um, you know, Stefanski, that offensive coordinator too, what, what are you guys doing? You're not giving him any chance.
0: Well, uh, and what about Russ taking off and running? I mean, that, the dive for the goal line? I mean, he's, you know, like that, yeah. that's what I meant by playing loose. Like, yeah. we don't see that against the Rams in game seven or whenever it was. Well, I mean, I know he got hurt, but I'm just saying yeah. in, in years past, he tends to tighten up as the year goes on. Well, there was a – Loosey-goosey out there running around like a kid uh, in the in the backyard. There was a
1: third and short. He pulled it. It was a zone read, and he pulled it and ran it for a first down. I was like, yo, just doing that once a game mm-hmm. significantly impacts the run game and it mm-hmm. allows – you know, the cutback alley to be there for the running back, you know, especially a guy like Collins, um, the faster guys are quicker, you know, because Penny's kind of a one cut and go. And, uh, but that cutback is there now. And so even if you don't have anything going on the front side of that, that run play, you, you have an option to get out of there. And we have never, we haven't had that since Marshawn because Russ hasn't kept the ball since Marshawn.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was a great game. I mean, they they played great. It was fun to watch. I think it was a slightly frustrating game because there was a lot of just why couldn't we be doing this all season <laughs> going through my head? But yeah. You know, if that's who they can be going forward, uh and, and that's gonna be the questions obviously, uh, for us on the next episode coming up this week of this show and also into the off season, you know, because <laughs> that game It was fun to watch, and it was fun to watch them score points, and it was fun to watch them play well, but it also leaves you with a lot of questions personnel-wise and what to do, right? So um, uh, let's get into some of those, shall we? Uh, Let's zone in, actually, even. Uh, We zone in because zone in CBD is the best CBD in the game, whether it's Mm -hmm. the lotions, the topicals, the tinctures, the capsules, the powders, however you want it. Zone in has got it, everybody. Zoneincbd.com. Use our promo code. Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Yeah. Maybe the Seahawks started finally taking some zone in and, like, you know, sharpening up that mental focus, realizing what they had to do, waking up feeling clear. (laughs) There it (laughs) is. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, uh, So let's zone in on some of your guys' questions, and you guys send these in on Twitter. Um, It's either at Believe in Seahawks, or, of course, you can find Lofa and I on Twitter. Also, Twitter, what the heck? Let's verify Lofa. Keep that going. Again Come on, us? everybody. Let's let's get that blue check mark for our guy. Uh, but so first question up, and I think we have pictures of these. Mark on Twitter asks Lofa, um, what are your impressions of Cody Barton when playing with the starting D? And is he the heir apparent to Bobby? I mean, we got to see it in the Detroit Lions game because of Bobby going down. What do you think of Cody's game?
1: Cody looked good. Um, right away, he came out, and I think he had, like, two tackles for loss in the first three series. And um error parent, I, I don't know. Um I, I think Jordan Brooks is more the error parent. I think they would move Brooks to middle, and I think Barton would slide over to the weak side. And I mm-hmm. think the only reason that they had Barton playing middle right now instead of, you know, because it's just too much when brooks has played well the whole year you would just rather plug barton in but every time he plays he shows up and a big hit on special teams every every game
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know always up there with nick bloor um leading the charge and so uh and he's a very he's a very good football player just like again we talk about instincts just um you know not getting fooled by play action his uh, responsibility in the in the middle hook uh on, on coverage he's good and um you know I think he's a starter in this league, but, um, you know, again, I'd like to see Bobby back restructured. And I don't know if we're going to talk about that later, but I I just think a restructured contract with an extension would get his, his cap number down. And, uh, and I think we would be just fine.
0: Well, yeah. Our next question is about Bobby directly. So that leads me to this. This comes in from John, John Mario on, uh, Twitter. Oh my God. Um, and, uh, and I, and I want to ask two more about Jordan Brooks because I thought in that game against Detroit, I mean, Jordan Brooks, there were a couple times where he just, I mean, he just tackles the guy flat out. Like he hit oh. him and that guy didn't move and he's wrestling him to the ground and they're not getting any extra yardage and he's nah, fast yeah. too. I mean, that one that he came kind of, you know, sideline to sideline, he's covering a lot of ground out there. He looks. Yeah,
1: He's explosive and, and he's got stopping power is what we like to call it. You know, so it's it's just straight knockback. Like they're not going forward. They're not. It's a, it's an aggressive body on you tackle. You know, it's not, you know, one of these guys reaching, you know, trying to just, you know, capture the flag.
0: And you got to love the smoked out visor too, right? Like the black. The cam- It looks cool. I could never wear
1: yeah. it. I wore it one time and <laughs> I was like, I can't see shit. I was like, where, where am I?
0: <laughs> well, he looks good doing it. Um, Anyway, on Twitter, John Mario Mm -hmm. asked, uh, what are your thoughts on the rumors of Bobby not being a Hawk next year? Do you think he remains with the team or no? And if he does go, which I hope he doesn't, uh, do you think we have someone on the roster currently who could fill that void? Uh, How do you replace the leadership that he would bring?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... It was news to me, you know, obviously knowing the business, the nature of the business, I knew that it could be a possibility with with his cap number so high, I think it's around 18 or 20, that it could be a, a cap, you know, casualty as they call it. But, um, you know, with he's still insanely productive. Um, I got to believe, you know, as much as he means to his team and from a leadership standpoint, that they're going to ask him to restructure before saying, Hey man, you know, thanks. Thanks for uh, the the decade of awesomeness. And, you know, we'll see you in Canton. It's, I think it'll be a, a talk of, you know, and how it should go is, you know, how many do you want to play? How many realistically, Bobby, how many more do you want to play? And, you know, knowing him, he'll probably be like, ah, give me like five more. You know, <laughs> he probably could, but, right. but if I'm the team, I'm like, okay, well, we would love to have you for at least, you know, another two or three, right? I think two or three, he's very serviceable. You know, you never know, especially injuries.
0: With injuries. Just
1: had had one. So while this is a minor one that he will, you know, 100% recover from, he is, I think, 31 or 32, He, you know, and that's not old, but it's getting up there with how many snaps he's played. Sure. So um, you ask for restructure, and um, if he goes, this is, you know – this is the one reason the leadership aspect I said that you know I, if, if Russ leaves, you must retain Bobby to carry the message and tell everybody how it was and how it is, how we do how we do things. because a lot of these young guys, and I think that's the biggest thing, they, they don't it's like it's like they don't understand. they don't remember you know that we were eight and eight and I know Bobby doesn't, but Bobby heard from all the other guys because Bobby's rookie year he went 12 and four. We've won every year since Bobby's been here except for this year but all those guys you know cam you know uh Earl, you know, all those other guys are around for 500 years and and they knew that that was not the standard and so um for that the whole team to carry the message you know you you need someone to at least relay the message and then that's that's got to be either bobby or russ hopefully bobby and russ but that's how i see the whole thing and, and it's going to be tough i'm sure leaders will emerge but I don't think you're going to see anyone just, you know, outright um, take take the the lead dog uh, role like Bobby has, um, you know, in his time here.
0: Well, I'm nervous. I'll just say it flat out. I'm nervous for the Bobby Wagner negotiations in the offseason or whatever is going to happen. I want him to be a lifetime Seahawk. It would, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I almost got emotional thinking about it. It would kill me to see Bobby Wagner in, in a different uniform. In uniform, that uniform Yeah. Oh my God, (laughs) I'm actually getting emotional about it. That would kill me. I don't want to see that happen. And what worries me, and I think the reason I'm getting emotional about it is because it scares me. We've seen Pete and John go through these with our... You know, leaders on the team, guys that are the superstars on the teams, the guys that command the big contracts, Earl, you know, in the past, like Richard, I flamed Sean. out, Marshawn. I mean, we, we see it time and time again with our star players. Michael Bennett wasn't happy <laughs> at the end for whatever reasons. Um And I don't want it to get that way with Bobby. And, I mean, I'm sure I speak for a lot of Hawk fans when I say that because we just respect him so much, you know? So don't mess it up, guys. (laughs) It's my message for the front office uh, with that, man. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) wow. I'm in a weird place today, maybe. Maybe it's the new year. I don't know. I'm not crying. But it's real. (laughs) I love Bobby Wagner, man. I just I love him so much, you know? I really I feel like... I mean, he's just instant ring of honor, instant Hall of Fame for me, just Jersey retired. I mean, I just love him so much, and I don't want them to, to mess this up like they have maybe with some other guys, you know? Because sometimes it doesn't end well. You know that, Lofa. Come on. You well, know no, sure. It
1: never ends the way we want it to. I mean, I don't care who you are. Yeah. I don't care if we won a Super Bowl this year. If, if you know, if it wasn't going to work out contractually, between Bobby and the and the, the front office, um, Bobby wouldn't retire. I'm
0: not saying he would put on a No, oh, I jersey. know. That's was... the part that makes me emotional.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like I mean, <laughs> he, he could still play at a very high level. And so, but I mean, I don't know. I think back to like, you know, like Ray Lewis, one of the other all-time greats, you mm-hmm. know, won a Super Bowl in his last game. He had over a hundred something tackles the year, great stats year 18 or whatever it was you think ray was like all right you know what it's time to retire like no it's just like i guarantee you he could have played another year and i guarantee you you talked to ray right now he's like oh i could have played probably another two mm-hmm. and like that's just that's something that every every guy goes through as a competitor and yeah. um
0: but but with with
1: what bobby's put on tape this year he can still play and uh and play well and so you know yeah that opportunity out there it's just it's something that the team has to like figure out really like this is like okay if Russ is getting brought into the fold I believe Bobby is, is deserved as has earned that conversation too just like oh, okay this is absolutely. what you know I only want to play one or two you know I want to finish here so if it was like a a two year because I think he's got one year left on his deal but the cap number's high so it'd have to be a restructuring. so if you extended it like a year or two with a team option on that third year I think that retains him for two And you know, you, you, take it like a year by year case. And I think he'd be fine with that.
0: So do Um, you think he's a Seahawk next year? Yes or no?
1: I think he is. I think, I think they're going to have that conversation. I think that's, you know, he, he's, he's been in those conversations as his own agent. So I don't think it's different compared to other, other players who have gone through this.
0: Uh, I, Matt on Twitter, last one from Matt says uh, for you, Loaf, would you ever consider taking a position as a defensive coordinator if you were offered it?
1: Um I don't know. I mean, that's just a very <laughs> big question. I'd actually prefer an offensive coordinator role. Huh. Because it's um, you know, I know how I know to how to attack defenses. Yeah, of course you gotta I, I would have to learn a lot in terms of the terminology and all that, but in terms of actual just play calling. It's really not that hard. <laughs> and, and I'm saying this from the sheer standpoint of how many times coordinators have kicked our ass with the same play over and over. This is the problem is everybody outsmarts themselves. It's like, oh, you know, we're averaging, we're averaging eight yards a carry with that power. We've called three of them, and we've had exactly 24 yards. <laughs> nah, let's, let's run Let's well run go it. somewhere else. Let's yeah. go power pass now. And it's just like, just run it until they can't stop it like in, like dude I, I remember like that uh when when the niners got larry allen you know frank gore had those two big games against us it was power counter counter power power and like we knew it was coming you just couldn't stop it and Good that's job. yeah that's the worst part and so i i just don't so many teams have gotten away from that they're just like okay this is the perfect time to do a trick play interception <laughs> fuck <laughs> 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 Well, yeah. what you what you think was going to happen, man? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Someone someone did it the other day. They finally got to the red zone and they went to a trick play. And I was like, you ran the ball all the way down here just to throw a trick play that almost got picked off.
0: Uh, what well, uh, the Lions threw it to a lineman down there against us. It didn't work out. Oh, they and, did then they, and then they did one that did. They did it back
1: to back plays. And I mean that that
0: wasn't it's a different guy though. They're like not you anymore. That
1: it's wasn't you, um, you know. That wasn't. You don't have to declare eligible. Um, it wasn't unbalanced, but the end man got the end guy. The receiver was uh, off the line of scrimmage. Now, I really feel like the ref has to alert. You know, the defense or at least the corner. The corner sees that and he's like, "Hey, he's off when he's always supposed to be the ex receiver on the ball." And so, if he's off, he has to alert. I think it was Ryan Neal. Um, he's like, "Hey, you know." That tackles eligible, and so they they did it twice in a row, and um, you know they, they completed the, the the second time. So it's unfortunate, but yeah, it was uh, it's wild to me.
0: I think it's cool that you would take the opposite and do the offensive coordinating because you could see it from the defensive side. Well,
1: it's crazy. It's like my so my my uh, my linebacker coach because you know um, we're always in meetings and stuff, and so as soon as he would tell us the game plan i would just fucking write just write down all these damn plays and was
0: like okay yeah yeah they're going to do this they're going to yeah do and i
1: would just hand it to him and then he was like yeah i know we we are already talking about those Loaf. he's like so he goes but get he's like, if if you ever co-coach he goes be an offensive coordinator cuz he goes you <laughs> you know Miss you spell. already got how we're going to get beat if we do
0: I like that. That's cool. Uh, that's it for us, everybody. We're out of time on the show. Thanks for sending in your questions. Continue to do that. We're at Believe in Seahawks on uh, Twitter uh, and, and Instagram. Lofa is at LofaTutupu51, and I'm at BDAV, but don't worry about it. You, you, go Ask Lofa the questions. He's got the answers. Um, and uh, thanks to our sponsors, Bet Online, Simply Seattle, Lightbox, and Brinks TV, and the Believe Network, and everybody. We'll be back later in the week to break down this upcoming game against the Arizona Cardinals. We will send them backing into the playoffs, limping into the playoffs, I'm sure. We'll talk about it later this week. Lofa, break us down.
1: This one's from producer Katie. (laughs) We all love Bobby, but we're going Brett loves Bobby on three. One, two, three. Brett loves Bobby. I love Bobby.